This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The eleventh letter in this series is written and read by Amber Martin. Flynn, I have to be honest with you. When I received your letter, I didn't read it straight away. I couldn't even open it for a few days prior to realising it was from you. I simply stared at it for hours on end, in anticipation for the right moment, yet it couldn't come quick enough. The contents and overall appearance of your envelope felt so familiar, yet so far from what I was expecting. That small, crumpled piece of paper with a yellowish tinge, addressed to me, was signed with your name, of all peoples, in that hideous handwriting of yours that used to drive me up the wall. The truth is, I didn't think you'd be able to find me. I didn't think they'd be able to find me either. So of course, your correspondence, as well as theirs, came as unexpected. In fact, the authorities informed me about the severity of your condition long before you did. I wanted to warn you that they'd come looking for you eventually. Believe me, I did. But I was strictly warned that if I even attempted to make correspondence with you, I'd be putting myself as well as those around me in danger. But considering the distress that I felt so strongly within your words when you reached out to me, I've decided to go behind their back and inform you of what I know. I can only state a limited amount of information regarding their interest in you, in case they happen to find this letter. So please make sure that when you read what I'm about to say, read it with great discretion. At the moment, all I can say is that they are very much aware of the potential dangers that you or any other infected individual may be able to inflict upon others. And so, I do strongly recommend that you disclose your location to them soon before they resort to more extreme precautions. I must reinforce that they do not wish to harm you. They simply need to gain a further understanding of the nature of your condition before it proceeds to spread any further. I know you're scared, Flynn. I really do. And despite all of the pain that you've caused in the past, I mean it when I say that I deeply empathise with you. I can't imagine how it must feel. Lying awake every night, restless, watching it spread while that, while that persistent rhythmical tapping taunts your mind. But unfortunately, at this point, there's nothing I can do. I regret to inform you that although I truly hope that your safety is ensured, there is no way that I'll be able to come back to stop this. As I write to you, I'm travelling away from Cornwall. In fact, I'm approaching the borders now, and soon I will le be leaving England far behind. At this stage, I'm unsure where this journey will take me. Perhaps by the time you read this, I will no longer be in the UK nor will I have any intentions of coming back within the foreseeable future. Like the rest of those residing in Penzance, I was instructed by government officials to vacate the area and proceed to travel as far away as possible from anywhere that's been cautioned off as a hazardous zone. Regarding what happened with Florence, you couldn't have controlled what you did to her. I'm sure you're very mindful of that. But please keep in mind that your actions that day do not reflect your true nature. That wasn't you, Flynn. That wasn't the person I know. It was whatever is spreading within you. 
and I must stress that the only chance you have of stopping it is to speak to them. It will be difficult. That is inevitable. But the longer you confine yourself to this persistent state of solitude, the more those patches of grey will consume you, leaving you at a much greater risk. Please, Flynn, let them know where you are. For me, it's their job to separate you from those who aren't already infected. It's their job to keep you safe. By now, I've reason to believe that whatever has taken control over you will spread much further than Cornwall. If you speak to them now, perhaps it will help them find answers. I want you to be safe, Flynn. Trust me on this. For now, I wish that you sleep well tonight. Olya. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for reading that. That no was problem. another uh, new um, kind of bringing a lot of new information into the series. Mm-hmm. Um, characters that we've already had speaking, but yes. in a way that we've not heard them speak to each other before, I think. Yeah. So um, it's to Flynn from Olia. Do yeah. you want to talk about why you decided to write though that voice again okay so i was reading back through the series obviously in preparation for writing this and i think one of the letters that stood out to me as a kind of big plot point um Mm -hmm. was letter seven which was olia's letter to flynn's letter to olia sorry um so yeah when i read uh, letter seven um it kind of opened up the possibility that this disease or whatever is taking control of Flynn could be spreading um, to further away from Cornwall. So mm-hmm. I kind of had it in my mind that perhaps Olya had gained some information about this from perhaps the authorities and decided to get away from the situation, mm-hmm. but felt inclined to inform Flynn about it first. Because although he has done stuff in the past, she still somewhat cares about him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have a child together. It's, yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. Um, that was something that kind of struck me as you were reading was that the the letter is in a really cold tone. Like, yeah. It's really formal. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you were deliberately going for? Yeah, kind of, actually. Because although she still cares for him, I kind of felt there was a sense of detachment from the whole situation. Mm-hmm. As as she's um, moving away, she has in her mind that she's probably not going to be able to see him again because of whatever's going on in Cornwall. Um, so I feel like she has to take a step back. Mm. And she's stating the fact that, yes, she does care about him, but at the same time, she is reinforcing the fact that she is moving on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really emotionally mature kind of message mm. um, of this this woman kind of taking independence and being like, okay, I'm done with you. Here's my yeah. final thing. Yeah. Just like, you're useless at looking after yourself, so I'm going to tell you how to do that, and then I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really powerful. Um, so it, is that stuff that you've read that's influenced your kind of decision to make this choice for Olya? Like, she, she was... The last we heard from her, she definitely still loved Flynn, 
but was like, this is the best thing for me is to move away. Mm. And it seems like she's developed a lot since then. Yeah. Coming to your letter. So is there something that you've read recently that's kind of like impacted that or some, some media that you've consumed? Um, I think it's been more the stuff that I've been writing, actually. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like ties into what I've been reading and listening to. Um, I've been writing a lot of stuff about grief and having to move on from grief. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is this is very different, but I suppose it's like a different kind of grief. Because yeah. she's, she's, you know, moving away and she's she's never going to see him again potentially um so i when i was um writing it i kind of had it in my mind that i was going to be speaking it so i was listening to a lot of radio mm-hmm. monologues about people coming to terms with moving away from a loved one or accepting the fact that a loved one is gone and that's kind of that yeah i think that's the main influence in my writing to be honest mm-hmm. just setting that kind of final word before they move away yeah i think i think to your point about you've been writing about grief recently Mm. like i definitely think that this is a form of grieving yeah olia is grieving not a dead person but but a a dead relationship i suppose like Mm. there is definitely a case of this does come across as like a almost an obituary to the to the relationship that they've had of this like very formal like this is the end drawing a line under it and moving away Mm. um which then sort of brings me to the the content of the letter, which is, again, this kind of formal, cold tone of effectively being just passing on information from authorities mm-hmm. behind their back. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of shady business, which this whole relationship has been, has yeah, been exactly. clouded in, in kind of mystery and intrigue and, and shadiness, um, but normally from Flynn's side. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see it come from Olya, to yeah. be like oh also i'm engaging in kind of espionage as well like yeah. i can also be shady um so you you say like they a lot and, and authorities um mm. were there particular things that you had in mind influences on like spy fiction is that stuff that you enjoy or was this just really out of your wheelhouse oh this yeah i don't normally read that kind of stuff mm. so it kind of surprised me that i was really enjoying creating this secret authority you know mm. it might be like a well-known like it might be like mi5 or, or something mm. like that um or it could be something completely different that people don't know about um but yeah no i i was kind of surprised that i kind of got so invested in that part of the narrative to be mm. honest yeah it, it definitely comes across as as being well within the bounds of this kind of pre-established uh uh, James Bond-esque fiction mm, that we yeah. have uh, in in culture at the moment that we kind of love to... to some of us love to hate, some of us genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Um, but also within the series itself, we've had mention of MI5 before. We've had yeah. secret science projects that have been going on mm. in the countryside. So um, I definitely think that this fits in, but also kind of it's interesting to take it from someone else's perspective from Olya's yeah. perspective. Um, so Olya is traveling away from England. Yeah. Um, but of course she has a child. Mm-hmm. So did you kind of have a consideration for that, that we've sort of got this YA series running inside of yeah. Nest as well? Did you kind of think about uh, future writers might want to engage with that side of things and, and about how your choices would affect that? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't specify whether her child was travelling with her, mm-hmm. but that is a possibility. So I feel like there could be a side to it where how Ollie's child is coping with the journey and like suddenly like, oh, sorry, we need to leave um, Cornwall because mm. there's this disease that's spreading, whatever's happening, and how she's coping with whatever is going on because obviously she would have a completely different perspective on that. Mm. Suddenly being torn away from everything you already know. And I, yeah, I think it'd be quite interesting for future letters. That could be a a new yeah. storyline. I mean, and, and her her girlfriend is mm. in like ground zero of this disease. She, yeah. you know, her cousin has been uh, quarantined away. And, mm. and so she has to leave all that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I'm glad that you've kind of included maybe a subtle nod to that um, mm-hmm. because that I, I would definitely be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and sort of, I want to talk about the, the project as a whole. This is letter yeah. 11 yeah. of 15. Mm-hmm. And we are still, it still feels like the world is expanding yeah. rather than coming together. Mm. Um, so how much did you look at the past and the future? What, what balance, I guess, did you strike there when it came to knowing that there's only, um, Four letters, four letters left after yours um did you think about how that was kind of leading towards a conclusion or were you just happy to to kind of plow on and and open as many doors as you could i feel like with this letter especially it could go so many ways because mm-hmm. i've kind of opened it up to like further settings um olia doesn't know where she's going mm-hmm. so there's a potential for it to be like a pre um the next letter could be in a different country, perhaps. Um, I, you know, I don't know what she's doing. Is she still in contact with the government? I mean, there's so many possibilities for new writers, but then they could also tie it into what's been happening um, in the previous letters with all of this like secret mm. science stuff as well. I'd like to see where that goes. I think. Yeah. So that it could be our first international nest. Mm, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I am. I'm really excited as this as this series is kind of coming to its uh, almost its conclusion. Not quite yet, but there's it's seen. I personally was glad I got to write my letter near the middle. Yeah, <laughs> because I I do not want to have to deal with all of these loose ends and try and tie them all together. Um, oh yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I I do not envy uh, Sherry who is coming last and has decided that she's going to take it upon herself oh, to conclude neither. the series. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, so back to kind of this government authority that we've got mm. in the uh, in this letter. They are setting up extreme precautions, you said, and yeah. there are hazardous zones and everything like this. I'm wondering how big an impact you kind of had when you were writing this. In your mind, you thought that this was a huge deal or like still kind of secret because we've got this kind of secretive thing going on, but also you were saying that everyone in Penzance has been told to leave. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So this is clearly a, a big deal. Mm. Um, and I wonder, I, I kind of ask everyone that deals with the disease, did you do much kind of research or thinking about quarantining or things like that? Or was this really based on just fiction and the world that we've created? Well, this is this is purely a fictional thing for me. Um, when I was reading the previous letters that dealt with the spreading mm-hmm. disease, I was like, there's so, you could go so many ways with this. Um, 
it sounds it sounds like whatever is infecting Flynn and everyone else is really horrible. It's mm. like this grey kind of like stone patch yeah. stuff like spreading across their skin. So and and it seems to be really contagious. Um so I kind of thought it's starting to spread um throughout Penzance. Um but the government have to immediately caution it off because mm. you know there's some there's something that they know that they're keeping from us of how dangerous this actually is. Um and I thought playing with that idea is really fascinating. Mm. So I think the um the setting is really uh interesting here because mm. Obviously, we've set the whole series in Cornwall, mm. just because I think just because we we live here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Um, you know, we we also have a couple of letters set further out in the West Country, but mm. the idea of quarantining off Southwest Cornwall is really yeah. interesting because that's it. That's as far down as you can go. So yeah. it, it kind of gives you this very vivid image of just the bottom of England being shut off. Mm. Um, and I wondered if that kind of came to you as you were writing. Yeah, like that's... my in my mind, I, f- I thought it's quite interesting that it started at the bottom because it's like it's almost like it's working its way up mm. potentially. So that's kind of what was in my mind. It's like she's traveling up the UK mm. um, and is probably planning on leaving, going overseas because this thing is just spreading upwards. Yeah, it is almost like England itself is, is getting diseased. And yeah. So spreading from the foot upwards. Mm. And, um, and it'd be, I'm I'm kind of scared. Like I know that this yeah. is clearly a fictional thing, but the, it's kind of terrifying to mm. kind of see this this development and uh, yeah. how far it's going to go in in the four letters we've got left. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? Um, just that, I yeah, I really enjoyed writing this, mm. and it's really, um, I think it's given me like a love for prose fiction again because I kind of like lost that a little bit. Um, this semester just because I was more into like screenwriting mm-hmm. and writing for theatre but writing this has kind of inspired me to pick up some projects that maybe I wouldn't have started again you know that kind yeah, of thing that's so. really cool that's that's kind of what we were hoping for when, yeah. we, when we started the project was that this is such a different style of writing to what uh, I think any of our writers have done before yeah. I've never written letters oh, no, in either. this way yeah I mean we're, we're young people we don't write letters anymore like that's yeah. not a thing we do um, so I think it's really cool that we're kind of unlocking doors back into kind of old ways of writing and, yeah. and prose fiction and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm glad. And thank you very much for no writing for us. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show this week. Join us again next time for the next episode of Nest.